Hello and welcome to the first podcast from Sound Archives, sponsored by the British Ambient and Relaxation Group Symbiosis. I'm Clive Williamson, and today we're going to hear part of an interview with the singer, guitarist, and poet David Allen, who was a member of the original Soft Machine lineup and went on to form the groundbreaking group Gong in France. This conversation took place in London in 1977, after the breakup of Gong and just before the launch of his third solo album, Now is the Happiest Time of Your Life. David, the group Gong seems to have revolved around the Gong mythology, the planet Gong, pothead pixies and so on, for a large proportion of their recorded output. What began the Gong myth? It was just a playful allegory, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, well, man, I was walking down Charing Cross Road and I had vision, man. And I had this vision on Cambridge Circus. And uh, I had a, a wah-wah, a colour sound wah-wah in my right hand at the time. I remember looking down at it and it seemed like it was 14 miles down a, down the, the Grand Canyon or something. And down beyond the wah-wah, down there, and down there in Cambridge Circus, deep down in the canyon, I could see all this... <laughs> <laughs> I can't look at you when I'm saying this. Deep down in the canyon, I could see all this foam and big waves rushing about and fish leaping out and sharks and stuff like that. So I jumped on my donkey and I rode up uh, Shaftesbury Avenue and by the time I got up to Piccadilly Circus, I'd forgotten the vision completely. Wow, look at that wall, man. Wow, man, look at that wall there. Wow, man, did you see that wall, man? It's It's breathing. It's breathing. You see that? It's breathing out. Oh, it's alive, man. This house is alive, man. It's, it's, it, it, it's making me feel right uncomfortable. You reckon we could go outside in the, in the uh, street, maybe, for continuing this? Why don't you ask me what I was in my last lives? I know. <laughs> Will I get a coherent answer if I ask the gong mythology question again? <laughs> It's something. It's funny the mythology because at the beginning everybody just put it down and said it was ridiculous and so on and stupid because um, it was sort of an intentional whimsicality about it, which people were rather misunderstood. I, I, they just thought it was silly, you know, that old English way of saying, "Oh, that's silly," and completely dismissing it. But um, lately, I think people have begun to realise it's a little bit more profound than they had first thought. The reason this was, I had this, this. Maybe some people would think it was a crazy obsession that um, there was a story to be told which was like a kind of a playful allegory for the the whole hippie movement, what, what was called the hippie movement, the alternative society. What was it for? Why, why was this manifestation of different way of life, of different values, in a way less material values, you know? I... I thought, and I still do think, that this was a society of the new world beginning to form, that in 50 years or 100 years, the values that were becoming important with alternative society would be the normal values. So the Planet Gong mythology was a way of bringing all this into focus somehow. Zero, the hero, is like the average freak brother, and he goes through a lot of changes, and in fact... He blows it. He doesn't. He's not the traditional hero that becomes that goes through into a triumphal end in any way. He he blows it all the time. And in fact, the whole if there's a, a moral behind it, it's to blow it is to know it. Because in fact, I think that people who lead perfect existences never make mistakes. They never learn anything. We learn most things by making mistakes. You know. 
I'm an idealist at heart. I want to create a perfect world in order that people will reach for it and maybe bring, lift up this world, which is pretty heavy and down and materialistic and cynical and depressed, in fact. Lift it up so that it can be more positive and more lighthearted and enjoy life a little bit more, you know. Life's to be enjoyed, you know, not to be, not to be turned into a great weight which weighs you down with worries, you know. This podcast is sponsored by Symbiosis, who make perfect music for relaxation and holistic therapies. Find out more at symbiosismusic.com. By this time, David Allen had set up a recording studio on the Spanish island of Mallorca, in a small town loved by the poet Robert Graves and birthplace of the soft machine called Dea. It's a beautiful place, in a beautiful setting in the middle of a valley, looking down the valley to the sea, with sort of gardens all around it and birds and things like this. I'm very lucky to have such a setting. In that, I've got various things like a four-track TAC tape recorder. I've got the cheapest sort of mixes you can get, you know, and a couple of Revoxes, and uh, I managed to do, make out with the things that I've got, you know. And the, being living in that environment, that country environment, influences very much the kind of music that I make now. See, I, I don't think there's any point in, in art as a mirror, if you see what I mean. In other words, mirroring where society is at. It's a negative process, that, at the moment which is, in fact, what punk is doing, isn't it? What we need is a way of getting out. So what do I do? I move myself out of the city. I go to an ecstatic, beautiful Garden of Eden-type place, and I try to make music which reflects that environment, but I'm just trying to bring some of that back to England, you know, especially in the middle of winter when things get very drab and, and dreary, you know, that January, you know. Maybe if you listen to one of my records, then you're going to get a little bit of that sunshine in from Majorca that most people only get for two weeks a year. The first album you made, Good Morning, um, over in Majorca, was certainly a very tranquil album to listen to. Yeah. I had this vision of commercial artists sitting behind desks in horrible grey city circumstances, working away, uh, or anybody, doing things with their hands that required concentration, that listens to music. They'd be able to listen to this music and be transported into country mountains and sea and Mediterranean maybe some of this would come through what they were doing it's a way of multiplying it and spreading it amongst all these different people it's very very difficult to get the sounds that you hear in the studio when you finally mix the thing onto the plastic Good Morning suffered a little bit from this it got eaten away like a mouse eating away at cheese it got eaten away but still it, it has a lot of the spirit of the valley in it the new record, though, is, is something else again. It's a lot tougher. I think it's more, more, uh, more likely to surface. If you play Good Morning in a room full of partying people, you just don't hear it. It, it disappears. It vanishes. It's a nice quality about it. It's very fragile. A lot of, I think possibly it's true to say that some of the best music is very fragile music. The, the new record brings Zero, the hero of the Planet Gong mythology, back into um, my life and into our lives, you know. There's a new mythology seemingly developing because Zero has come back into the record and 
and is getting back into action again. I don't exactly know what he's going to do. That'll be probably the next record. But at least in this record, he's come back into the scene again. Watch out, folks. That old Planet Gong mythology isn't finished yet. It's only just starting. <laughs> in 50 years' time, the bloody thing will still be going on, you know. <laughs> Politics talks and talks, and then finally when politics makes an action, it kills and destroys and hates. And yet music fulfills and enjoys and creates. Politicians and the revolutionaries, they want to kick down indulgent daddy and smash their latest toys. And they want to destroy ancient wisdoms and be wise without delay. But music is a different rhythm of life. Gong is a whole world. Gong is the revolution which does not talk. While politics talk of changing world systems, Gong's already changed, you know? Gong lives it. Gong works to change themselves, and Gong is already outside contemporary values. Soon Gong will be everybody. Gong seeks perfect harmony, experiences dissonance together. Gong live together, apart. They're hermits who live in groups, finding answers in the other versions of themselves with whom they live and play. The podcast you've just heard was sponsored by Symbiosis, who make perfect music for healing and relaxation. You've been hearing tracks from their albums Amber and Jade and Song of the Peachtree Spring, and you can search for their albums on iTunes or find out more about them at symbiosismusic.com. This podcast was produced and presented by Clive Williamson for Sound Archives. <laughs>